Welcome to The Underlay, a Clever Choice podcast, where we go inside and under the flooring industry. And we're back for another episode of The Underlay, a Clever Choice podcast, and 2023 is going on. It's like we never stopped, Michael. The Christmas, New Year's holiday seems like ages ago. It does. It's amazing how quickly we forget our holidays, isn't it? Oh, like you look forward to it all year. You have a couple of weeks off and it is the quickest couple of weeks of the year. And then before you know it, you're back into work and they're a distant memory. I'll tell you what though, it's been a fertile time for you. Fertile? Yeah. You've grown a beard. Yeah. Well, um, you know, hitting puberty a couple of years ago. (laughs) Definitely helps. Yeah, it does and help. Um, actually, to be honest, I was very chuffed this morning uh, when I walked in, and you uh, referred to me as uh, looking like Rip. And you do, and um, that was the look I was going for. Well, there you go. It's uncanny. Well, he seems to have that persona of uh, a good-looking rooster. Uh, gets things done. Well, it does doesn't he? It does he what? Yeah. Um, so yeah, after watching the uh, Yellowstone series, um, I thought, why not? Yeah, I, I, and I've pulled it off. You have, you, you have, mate. If you if you had a ten gallon hat, well, anyway, I don't know. I don't think I'd be able to help myself. Well, February is my birthday, and uh, it's definitely yeah. at the top of my list. <laughs> well, look, joining us today uh, via satellite from the southern state of New South Wales is the New South Wales manager, Austin. How are you, mate? Very good, very good. I'm uh, sitting down here without a beard, unfortunately. <laughs> Mate, you look freshly shaven. Yeah, yeah. No, I've just got a, just got this whole uh, blur effect on the background. Yeah, but uh, no, thanks. I, I try and keep as dapper, but not. I, I can't reach the level of Michael, unfortunately, at this stage. Well, mate, not many of us can. So it, it's a high <laughs> bar to try and get to. So we just just be yourself, mate. That's all. Mm, we I'll ask. try. I'll try my yeah. best. And he does well at that. He does. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You've been given. You've been given the thumbs up by the GM. Oh, there goes the first test. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So, what did you um, get up to over your holiday break, there, Austin? Oh, mate, we we went off grid, uh, which I'm sure you can uh, appreciate. Yeah, we went to the literally in the middle of the bush, turned the phones off, and got a bit of a tent up. Uh, almost had a swag there at one point, and just decompressed and unwound and, and all that jazz. So, uh, yeah, it was really, really good. Kids loved it and, um, yeah, had a time to refresh the old brain and uh, get ready for this year. Mm. So putting up tents, I don't know about you, but when I go camping, <laughs> my favourite pastime is after my tent's up is sitting back and watching couples and families put up <laughs> tents. Uh, I helped two other couples, to my credit. Uh, they were wow. first timers. Yeah, yeah. I marched right on over. Almost had a beer in hand for them because uh, I know the, the the frustration. And so about Michael so delicately pointed out, everyone's watching you. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I made sure I yeah I just let them let let them go on long enough, and then I walked over after the the entertainment value had passed. And see, that's the difference, you know, with Austin. Is he, he is the type of guy that sees people struggling and just jumps in and helps. Yeah, it's my worst trait, mate. It is my worst, <laughs> worst trait. What, yeah. is your, what does your wife think of that? Uh, 
I, I, I rein it in where I can, but unfortunately, yeah, I'm, I'm the type of guy to give you my shirt off my back. And it's been like that ever since school, really, after, uh, yeah, after I came about. But, yeah, I think as you get older, I still do it, but you just got to be very selective on, on who you do it with. Um, but I'm a good Samaritan, I suppose you could say. Mm. Mate, yeah, well, mate, you're the perfect addition to the Clever Choice family then. I think so, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, yeah. so so you had a good you had a good break, but uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and and your background and and how it came to starting at Clever? Oh, is this podcast going in, until three pm or it can go as long as it, you want, mate? Is, is it five it's hours or was it? <laughs> it's all in the edit. <laughs> don't get me started, <laughs> mate. Oh, geez, a uh, bit of a bit of a jack of all trades, um, and I was trying to actually line this up in some constructive way just before the, uh, the podcast started but I suppose it, it goes back to my parents owning a bed and breakfast whilst having a career at the same time and that kind of parted my thinking about work in general so I was working in food and beverage whilst working um, in, in, in electronics um, manufacturing at the time um, and that soon jumped into another business which was DJing I used to DJ a lot of house parties at high school and just ever since then, I've just been here, there, and everywhere doing anything. Um, and it's just not stopped. It actually, I only tempered it down just before I started Clever because uh, uh, this is no sales pitch, mind you. This is, this is, this is the real deal um, that I just had such a good feeling about Clever that I had stopped all these home businesses and interests to do other things. I wanted to completely fixate on Clever and this is literally the only time in my life where I haven't had a small business on the side. Um, so, yeah, well, that, that's, that's the very start to the very finish. Um, but, yeah, at, at its core, uh, the, the, the piece in the middle, aside from all the entrepreneurial things I've been doing since high school, uh, my trade is um, uh, consumer electronics, product management and marketing. Um, I suppose that at the, at the height of it, you know, going overseas, doing trade shows and factory inspections and, you know, qualifying and quantifying new vendors to use. Um, consumer electronics is a high, you know, high turnover industry. Tech changes, you know, three to six months. So we're constantly trying to keep up with it. Um, but that was, that's actually my, my career path. But again, yeah, uh, bringing it back to Clever, after a friend, um, our current warehouse manager, um, saw that, you know, I, I could do some good at Clever. Um, I was taken with it and saw the opportunity and I basically jumped ship. I'd left a career in consumer electronics of some 20, 25 years to join Clever and hand on my heart, and I'm not just saying this because Michael's on the other end of the line, never thought of it as work for one day. In the last two years, never thought of it as work. So the shoe fits and it was the right choice and I'm, I'm proud I made the right choice. Mm. The Clever choice. Thank you. Well done. Well done. Pardon, <laughs> pa pardon the bun. I mean pun. Oh yeah, my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> DJ buns. Oh. None of this is rehearsed. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So lots of stuff, mate. I, I look, don't know look, where to begin. You need. It's. It's sad that you can't see Michael's face here. He is so proud mate, of that. I, I've got a pay rise coming. I'm. I'm I just know it. <laughs> <laughs> my god. Yeah, See, this true. is what it's all. all this is what it's all about, you know. Like, to hear, is, it, is it? It, it is. <laughs> like, this is what <laughs> we do now. Yeah, no, this is this is what we do, you know. This yeah. is a day in clever. 
Yeah. Um, mm. You know, as I said, we, we speak every other day. Um, we make fun of each other. Um, you know, we have the mm. buns. I mean, puns. Wow. And, he uh, means me. We're going to roll with that all day, aren't <laughs> yeah, we? I hope not. Oh, God, it's stuck. <laughs> I it's stuck, not. I know it. Mm. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, you know, and when I first met Austin, um, you know, his background, his energy, um, and, you know, the vast array of skills that he uh, he's had over over the past 20-odd years in consumer electricals yeah, uh, definitely brought some skills that we didn't have. And I think that's what, um, you know, all the staff add when they come to Clever is, you know, that different skill set. Yeah. Mm. It's a good dynamic. Yeah. And um, so bed and breakfast, where was that located? Jeez, that going, that's going back a bit. Uh, it was in Lura up in the Blue Mountains. Oh, beautiful um, spot. And I, 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 I'm biting my tongue saying this, but unfortunately it was called Bunnies. And I'm sure you can see why. Wow. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that was at uh, the, the mall up in Lura. We actually had two, te- technically three up there at one stage. Um, but, um, would have yeah, kept, no, kept people busy? Yeah, well, I was, doing, I was studying food and beverage at the time. And um, so that kind of just made, made all the sense in the world and just a bit of pocket money and take the pressure off my parents of driving up there and managing the thing. But I, as you probably can guess, I, I'm, I'm good for a chat and... I don't care if it's strangers rocking in or grandparents or young kids walking in there, just want to have a nice weekend away. I'm approachable, easygoing, can, can talk to them, see what they need, um, help them out, cook the breakfast in the morning and see them on their way. But had a great time, great, great, great skills. Every little job that you do during life, you pick up something. And um, that was one of the skills I, I picked up from there was just making people feel at ease and understanding what they need. Mm. And you yeah, do that well. So you're studying um, food and beverage. Was this the uh, start of your interest into American barbecues? Oh, interesting segue. Um, <laughs> would you believe? No, it wasn't. Uh, oh, no, partly it was. And I don't know, maybe I saw just one too many YouTube videos um, about cooking it or I saw a documentary once or something. But at that stage, talking... 20 years ago, American barbecue was, was unheard of in Australia. This is before the dollar-dollar parity on the exchange rate, which really saw it take off. But um, I was just interested in charcoal cooking to begin with, just grilling, and then my, uh, progressed onto American-style cooking, which is larger pieces of meat. But um, what was actually really fueling it was it was a niche market, and that kind of set the die for me on my, I suppose, professional career path is identifying unique products and identifying uh, emerging markets. And I quickly fell in love with charcoal cooking. I was a bit of a bloody pyromaniac when I was a kid too, but that's another another podcast maybe. <laughs> Weren't we all? Um, and, then, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, it all came together. The hobby became a business. The next minute I was uh, an integral part of setting up the American barbecue industry in Australia. Um, two years later, the American Barbecue, oh, sorry, the Australasian Barbecue Alliance uh, kicked off with Jay Beaumont and, um, geez, the other guy's going to kill me for not remembering his name, but um, an, another chap there. And they then went on to set up the uh, professional uh, competition barbecue circuit all around Australia. 
and um, up at Burley Heads. It was actually born in Burley Heads in the NRMA uh, break wall camping park there. Um, that's right. hallowed ground. But, um, yeah, so that was that was just a quick go to woe on that one. Um, and, yeah, within a couple of years, it was a, essentially a million-dollar business, just running it out of my garage. It was a runaway success, but um, the barbecue thing was a bit more than I thought in terms of scale because it was a cultural shift in the way Australians barbecue. It wasn't just a little fad or a niche market. It was a cultural shift, which is quite profound. Most people now have a Weber in their backyards or it's not uncommon to see them on TV or see mm. pulled pork in the Isles of Woolworths. I love and, my um, Weber. Yeah, yeah. You've got Austin so, to thank for that. Yeah. <laughs> in a way, <laughs> very small way, but still. <laughs> um. Yeah, and probably so was, probably the reason why he started home brewing. Well, well, those those two things go hand in hand as well. Yeah, um, you can't have a barbecue without a beer. No, good God, yeah, I did the brewing thing for a while. Uh, that was fun. I've I've still got the setup at home. Um, you love your hobbies. You, yeah, I, I, then I went. Would you believe I went into hair coloring when I sold American Barbecue? Um, I wanted to get Whoop. myself a bit more dapper. And um, obviously going into a sales role, you need to look, look your best. And a lot of my, my, my dear customers are, are women, um, you know, and having, the, 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 having a haircut and a shave and clean nails and nice shoes always go, goes a long way. Um, started researching the market for easy-to-use men's hair colouring products and then came across another product, which I started importing from America and then turned that into a business <laughs> and started doing that for a while. <laughs> The, the, and then the diversity of this one. guy is Mate, uncanny. What about it? <laughs> I'm just lucky. So, I, don't know, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it just happened. Okay. Yeah. So, well, look, did, did you use your product? I still use it to this day. They've finally released it on the Australian market. <laughs> really? Yeah, He's yeah. actually a redhead. <laughs> no one would know. No one would know this, but he's actually red. Yeah. Okay. Bluey. Okay. Bluey. Oh, bluey bun. Yeah. Bluey bun. I heard it all, man. I told you this yesterday. I've heard it all. Um, yeah. So, mate, just, just, just. Uh, I'm just wired for business. I'm on. I'm on this on this planet for business, and it's what I go to sleep thinking about, literally, and it's what I wake up thinking about. And if there's any opportunities out there or way I can foster business or get involved in it, get amongst it, uh, I I love it. I love the growth and I love seeing things work. I'm not motivated by money. Um, I'm motivated by the growth and seeing things work. And that really, I'm getting a, a, a chill up my spine just talking about it. It's, it's just my addiction. I love it. Absolutely love it. So, um, so I guess then, um, so I guess the ability for you to be, you know, down there in New South Wales, essentially running your own business uh, as as a yeah, as right. a state, uh, yeah. it, it's it's the next best thing, really. Exactly. Well, this is why perhaps I'm such a good fit um, for Clever. It's just that having that that independence and um, or, or autonomy, just to just to to run with it and do what I do. It just works. It just works. Yeah, perfect. And he he travels a lot of kilometres, like New South Wales. Austin goes border to border. So like basically up to Queensland border, um, yeah. hits up as far as um, Moree, Gundawindi, Glen Innes, uh, then across to Yamba and yep. then back down. And then on the southern run, he goes down Cooma, Canberra, across to um, Batemans Bay and sort of back up. So wow. 
Yeah, when when you say um, you know covers New South Wales, he does. He does. <laughs> I've been everywhere, man. Yeah. So you like your time alone in the car, Austin? How do you deal with that? The secret behind that, or the the, the story behind that, having had these, my, as far as my professional career goes, it was always in head offices. Um, aside from the traveling part to Asia and whatnot, but it was always in a head office, crunching figures, you know, having board meetings, reporting to whoever. Um, and after I was in Dick Smith doing that, I was at JCAR doing that, um, I was at Laser Co doing that. And it just after you've just been, sh- I don't use it's probably, it is the wrong word, but sheltered, <laughs> being, being, you know, suffering from the six ball syndrome for so long, being out on the road, it's like I'm on holidays, mate. And uh, when I rock up to a customer's uh, shop and I'm, I've got a smile from ear to ear, it's a genuine smile because I love being out, being out on the road. Uh, it's a real buzz. It just, I, I don't know how to explain it to you. It just, it just fits. It just fits. It's and definitely the best part of the job. You know, like I've been doing, doing this now over 10 years, covering the whole of Australia. And I actually love getting up in the morning and jumping in the car. Um, watching sunrises, depending on the runs yeah, you're doing, uh, visiting different towns. And it's not the major towns that I love the most. It's actually the little remote towns, the in-between ones that, mm. you know, I've pulled up and taken photos of plastic cows sitting on roofs and, you know, just mm-hmm. all those little things that yeah, um, you see, you know, in the Australian landscape is just magnificent. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. Um, you know, coming from a hospitality background as well, talking to people from other countries. Um, mm. You know, you hear it all the time, you know, about, about Australia and um, yeah. how every trip is actually looks different and there's different things to see and mm. um, that freedom of being in your car. And I sort of understand why truck drivers, like you look at truck drivers and they just drive yeah. hundreds yeah. of hours yeah. every week. Good example. Um, and it is a peaceful thing um, being out there. Mm. And I guess, but we've got the best part is we get to enjoy that drive, um, enjoy the alone time, um, but we have the reward of then getting to see our customers mm. in between the trips. So having that break, getting out, um, you know, after a good, you know, drive and then having a chat and, and servicing customers along the way. It's definitely something that I miss from my old sales roles was in the car, the time spent. That time, you, you, I like alone time. I like the time to yourself. You know, some people are scared of their own thoughts, but yeah, I think you get to know yourself pretty well spending eight hours in a car driving around, don't you? 100%. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think, too, you know, you've been in sales and obviously Austin and I are in sales as much as, um, you know, we've obviously got other roles, but the the focus you need um, for different clients and trying to understand and that sort of thought mm. process to then sort of just be able to go back. And I actually find now I'm a bit of a recluse when I'm not working, you know, and hence mm. having the property, um, talking all day, thinking all day, you know, coming up with mm. strategies, um, you know, when you've got over 350 clients, that's 350 strategies. So to get home and, you know, mm. so often I'll walk in the door and my son and wife goes, what's wrong with you? It's like, I just need to mentally just turn off. Decompress. And, um, yeah, coming home. And I guess that's why obviously Austin's got a lot of hobbies as well to be able to just sink yourself into that, to sort of shut your brain down for a couple of hours each afternoon is, um, is also a good thing. Yeah. Good point. Absolutely. So mate, then 
all this experience that you bring and your personal uh, experience, Clever Choice, why, why do you think customers stick with Clever Choice? What do you guys bring? could probably name a dozen things uh, off the top of my head, but it's probably, it's, it's just the human factor. If I were just to put it in one word, it's just being human. It's simple things, picking up the phone, following up inquiries, caring, taking the time to listen to people, to understand what their needs and wants are, um, you know, and what their previous experiences have been. It's, it's, it's not hard. And I don't want to give away all our secrets, but um, as you maybe could have guessed so far in this podcast, we don't see this as a job. I, having managed, I don't know how many businesses before, you, you know when you approach a staffer or an account a salesperson had come to me in the past who, and they just see their role as a job. And it's just like they're half looking at their watch during the meeting, they just want to go home. We're not like that. Um, I don't know how the how Michael has assembled a team, awfully self-serving comment, but I'll, I'll push on, how Michael has assembled a team of people like that. And we are like that. I've never seen a team like that before. And that was actually another big thing why what attracted me to come to Clever was the team. First, it was Michael. Um, and then it was the, the, the greater team, not just in New South Wales, but in Queensland as well. Um, and just that, that collection of people who care um, a lot of us have actually had our own businesses before, and that's, I think, is, you know, why we are the way we are. But we don't see this as a job, and we just don't have to struggle and awkwardly push through things just because we need to tick a box off and, and show our boss at the end of the day. We do it because we care. We want to know. We want to add value. Um, and that's that lines up in so many things that motivate me. Um, so... Yeah, that's that's just a, a, a quick insight. It's it's a it's a bit of a hats off moment to to old Rip over here, I think, <laughs> because I think that he's, he's he he knows. I think you know what you want, Michael, in terms of staff, especially the ones that are client facing. Because I think what Austin says is exactly right. We've now spoken to your three state managers. Yep, and they all sing the same tune, and and it doesn't. It's not a script. Uh, they right. say it a different way, but it's they're all saying the same things. Like we had Greg to start with, and then we had Ian, and now we've got Austin. Yeah, and it's not a job for those guys, and they love what they do. Which, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're selling flooring, yep. right? And you know, people could just see that as a job, but they don't. So it's a bit of a bit of a tip. I tip my uh, ten gallon hat to you. <laughs> it, it's very humbling, um, and I think um, obviously we've all got. You know, stories and backgrounds and, you know, we've sort of heard from, um, as you said, most of our staff. Um, and I think, um, you know, I've had jobs where I've turned up and it's been a job, but then I've found that I've turned it into more because, and, you know, my sons are, are turning of age, you know, becoming young men and um, talking to them about um, life and, especially my youngest son, you know, my older son, you know, he's actually more focused than what I am. Um, I actually look up to him, but my youngest son is um, trying to find the easy way out. 
you know, and oh, what job can I do to be rich? You know, like already he's thinking about the money. And I keep telling him, um, it's not about the money. Um, Alan Watts, um, great philosopher, I listened to a lot of his um, sort of recordings before they even called them podcasts. Um, and one of the one I actually listen to quite regularly, it's at the top of my favorites, says, do what you love. Do what you love and people will also do what you love and then you'll associate with people that love doing what you do. And, you know, just uh, he says it obviously in his own words, but it really resonated with me, um, you know, very early on um, when I started working. And I just remember I've got to work for the next 50, 80 years, depending on how old I um, sort of get. So just enjoy it. You've got to be here anyway. Um, Now, whether it is selling floors, whether it's selling shoes, whether it's in hospitality, whether it's being a tradesman, a lawyer, whatever the job is, it's more about the people that you surround yourself with Mm. because it's all a set skill that we can all learn. We can all learn set skills, but being able to just be, you know, in Austin's words, human, um, and interact with people and care and, you know, which is what we're all about as human beings, uh, is that whole interaction and treat people the way you want to be treated is, I guess philosophy that I don't sort of self-reflect a lot. Um, I don't, um, you know, and I, I guess this pisses off my uh, better half in the fact that I very rarely look back. Uh, so it is good sometimes to sort of sit there and sort of self-reflect on, you know, how you got to where you are at certain points. But when I wake up each day, it's where can we go, mm. you know, and what can we do and you know, how can we make people happy? And in turn, you know, sitting here listening to Austin obviously makes us happy. Yeah. Uh, because when you don't think that you're working and you don't have that thought process and you just get up and there's not a day that I wake up and think, I don't want to go to do anything yeah. today. Yeah. I haven't I think, I just realized the other day, I haven't had a sick day since I started two and a half years ago. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, I know you're very similar to me. Unless you're hospital ridden, being mm. sick to me is an inconvenience. Mm. It is. Not, oh, I want to be sick so I can have a day off. No. Um, and, you know, I'm not trying to self-promote or anything. Like that. that's, that's just a mental state. I think it's funny that you it said, is. a couple of things you said there, Michael, was that everything, well, life's a learned skill. Like working's a learned skill, you know. But what should be innate? is being human, but it isn't. Correct. Right. So when you're building a team. A good human. Correct. When you're building a team, and we, we have a very similar um, ethos here at Straight Up Digital that you pick the human mm. and you build them the skill set. Correct. Right. Now, some of them are lucky. You, you can get lucky and you, and you obviously have that you've got, you've been able to pick the human with a skill set. Yes. Right. So, and that's a challenge. And that's that's the real challenge, right? Yeah. Now, if you've got the time to be able to pick the human and build the skill set, then that's fine. But if you can find the human with the skill set, well, then it's the jackpot, right? Now, mm. you've been lucky to be able to do that on a few occasions. But I think the most important thing is the human element, right? So, yeah. and I think that's the difference. I think that's the difference between a good and a great company is that, mm. you know, 
people, a good company can be very successful, but you've just got a, you've got a group of employees yep. right? and, and they just, they're, they're watching the clock and they're, whatever, if it, they'll mm. give you their best between nine and five, but at 501, mm. they're gone mm-hmm. mentally and physically. And it's mm. finding, you don't need all, and you need them. You need them in your office, yep. right? Mm. You don't need everyone to be uh, mm. working all the time or not be a job. Yes. But you do need some. And, mm. you know, if you've got four, I know you've got more. Yeah. But if we talk you and your three state guys, then, Forward you know, facing. yeah, that's it. You, you, you're way ahead of the game. And, and then there's no doubt that's the growth trajectory shows with the people that you've employed. Yeah, and that's, that's a good way of looking at it. Um, because I think if I get up and enjoy what I do every day, and then I can then, you know, encourage or have people around me that do the same thing. Um, and then be friends outside of work as well. Like it wouldn't be anything for me, um, you know, most of the admin staff. And I'm, you know what, I sitting here now, I am very lucky uh, to have people like Austin, um, Greg, Ian, um, you know, Morena in our office, mm-hmm. um, Ian G, you know, all these people. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm actually friends with outside of work also. Mm, mm. And I think it's more than just a business. When you're creating a long-term, I guess, strategy or goal in life, um, it's funny that you, um, you know, reference RIP, you know, um, Yellowstone, yeah. you know, great uh, Stan, give them a plug, um, <laughs> series. But if you look back at, you know, that whole cowboying thing, like that was a business. But it was a lifestyle. Mm. Um, you know, they basically live, they work, they party, they do the whole lot together. And, you know, that whole thing, you know, we've mentioned it a couple of times, you know, it's a family. It's the true form of the initial early days of people were, uh, working, you know, the gatherers, the hunters, uh, coming back to the village. You know, there was no flying to another country. There was there was none of that. And I think if you break it down to being human, it's what it's all about. You know, being around the people that you enjoy being around, working with the people, helping grow the people that, you know, are around you and, you know, outside of work, more than just paying someone, it's watching the growth. And I think a lot of that, you know, I'd, um, looking back when my kids were growing up, I can't remember where we were, but over the holidays, talking to, to I think it was one of my son's friends, he goes, you've always been our coach. You know, like even from basically five years old playing basketball or if they've done um, nippers or football, whatever it's been, I've never put my hand up to be the coach, but it seems that by the end of the season – Somehow I'm coaching these kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to have, you know, them now being adults um, and got their own businesses or working and, you know, to have that comment come back. Um, mm. Again, it's been a good good sort of holiday, you know, to sort of actually do some self-reflecting and realise that this is life. Mm. Life's enjoyable. Mm. Um, well, there's that saying that, you know, do what you love, you never, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. And I think um, that uh, I think that's the key. And yeah, definitely Austin oozes that. Um, 
You know, Absolutely. I know your customers. I know your customers um, feel the same. Um, you know, and to be to be invited into a store and to be invited in back to your customers, and uh, I think that um, definitely is what it's all about. Not going in and forcing yourself upon someone, but actually truly wanting wanting to be with that person. For sure, people can tell. Mm. Absolutely. So, so Austin, that sort of leads us down to. What do you love about Clever? What's, you know, what's, what gets your blood pumping about Clever Choice? Growth. It's there were poised with a good network of stores, good management team, good products, good network of vendors, had an established brand name and pedigree and uh, tipped off with the um, pandemic. Uh, it was a growth and booming industry. Um, our directors behind the scenes, product directors, Sean and Percy and Alex have a very clear uh, uh, pathway for new products, new product development, sourcing, uh, you know, five-year plan type stuff. Um, what else? Position of the warehouse. Um, yeah, that's half a dozen things there right away. Um, but after those few key things, the pandemic was was the was the the, the tip to me. Being not, it's not an emerging market by any by any means, but it was a growth industry, a growth market. And I knew, yeah, based on the the the, the past, and Michael was part of that as well. Um, yeah, it just it just tick, ticked all the boxes. Um, you know, explaining that to my family was a second thing. Obviously, before you jump ship, especially from a career. of, 20 odd years, two decades, to a completely different industry. Um, took some, you know, took some discussion. Won't, won't say convincing, but um, I've got a again, I've got a habit of seeing these things, seeing the breadcrumbs for what they are. Um, and yeah, again, as I said before, I've never looked looked back uh, any of those days and thought it was a bad choice. Um, yeah, so again. Even now, I'm pumped. I'm even half just watching the clock to see when I can run out and see more customers. <laughs> but uh, I'm having to tell my mind no, just 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 to wait a bit. But there, there's there's it's it's the whole package. It was the whole package. Um, and you so, know, so I, you made a clever choice. Made a clever choice, mate. You know, mate, I'll so, tell you what, the, the buns are flying. Aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Say it one more time. <laughs> oh no, it's pathetic. I can't believe I just said it. It's so awesome. I'm sorry. See now you're saying. I'm it. sorry. <laughs> it's like it's like yawn. It's contagious in here. I today. made a terrible <laughs> choice. I made a terrible <laughs> choice, <laughs> mate. So, uh, at your core, you're creative. You're a nerd. You're technical. Who is Austin at his core? Mate, I'm probably just an overachiever and I've got a, it sounds corny, but I've just got a thirst for not success, but winning. It's the best way I can explain it to people. I just like to win, not in the sense of the word, I want to tear things down and have it my way. I just want that feeling. Another common thing I say around home is that when I get home and I'm exhausted and my body's sore and I just want to have a shower because I've, I've just given it my all that day, to summarise that summary, hard work is its own reward. Mm. And this is what I'm trying to drum into my kids is that you don't necessarily need a million dollars every day to work. 
to know that you've comfortably given that day your all and for me that's signaled by being tired and fatigued and dirty and whatever I just do that every day I wake up and I just go hard again and again I just it's just me it's just a, a business thing I want to achieve I, I want to live life like Michael said I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not a passenger here. I'm, I'm, I'm a player. I'm part of the team and um, I want to do my best f- for my team and win. Simple as that. It's infectious. And There's no more to it. Mm. I think surrounding yourself with people um, with a winning or not even winning, um, yeah. it's just achieving. It's just achieving. giving it your all every day. Mm. It's infectious. It dry, mm. It's what drives me. The couple of guys you've mentioned, Austin, Greg, Ian, you know, when I got Ben on board, Alex, Mia, there's a whole team of us that drive. We're like in a horse race, you know, every day. It's like the, it's like you wake up and bang, the gates go off, the gates, you know, <laughs> open. Phone's ringing. And we're, we're, we're running down that field and all, all of us, you know, I think the whole team is all, all racing to get to that you know, end line. And then when you mm. get there, like, I don't know if you notice, but when you watch the horse, the horses smile at the end. <laughs> That's what I feel. I feel like I've just had the best race of my life. Today, hang on. Even the ones that don't win, you know, he looks back, his jockey's falling off. He's still running. Well, he's smiling. Yeah. 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 Maybe not the jockey. I'm not the jockey. <laughs> I'm the horse. The mindset. So, so yeah, I think we, we, we do. And, you know, having people like Austin on board, um, who also enjoy the race and enjoy, you know, that, that sense of achievement and giving it all. Um, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine being any other way. Like really, I, I couldn't imagine waking up and being, nah, I don't want to achieve anything today. Mm. No way. Even on my lazy days, it's still like, I actually feel guilty yeah. if I just lay on the lounge yeah. And I think, okay, I'm going to now watch Yellowstone, but I'm going to watch the whole series in a row and not go to sleep until it's done. You know what I mean? Like even that, I've got to set myself goals. You must be a punish to live with. Oh, man. <laughs> I actually um, don't admit this too often, but, uh, yeah, went and saw a uh, shrink there for a while. Nothing wrong with that. No. It actually – and then – yeah, it was um, it, it was funny. Some of the things that come out, and just like you need to just relax, yeah, chill. Like the people <laughs> around you must just get so exhausted. <laughs> and and did you take that advice on, or? Well, I did go and um, get a farm, and now sit out on a lawnmower for several yeah, hours every yeah. afternoon. So yeah, my family sort of do get a bit of a a break. Yeah, um, and then now I am coming in fully exhausted. Having a feed and yeah, literally. Well, crashes. I think I think the key is, and I think the key to being a you know, and, and you're all leaders in your own sense, but uh, you've got to understand that not everyone's the same as you. Yeah. So yeah. you have to respect that the people may not see the world the way that you do or have mm. the same the same drive that you have, mm. and that's not a bad thing necessarily. No, not at all. It keeps you grounded, and I think you know, like opposites attract and. It took me many years, hence going to see a shrink for a while, sort of to realise, you know, why aren't, why, why don't they want to join him? Why don't they want to bounce out of bed at five o'clock in the morning and get up and go on a three hour drive to see a waterfall or whatever it is I've yeah. got in my head for that day? Yeah. 
why do they just want to lay in bed and, you know, no. enjoy their time and enjoy yeah, what exactly. they like doing, sitting there painting art or playing on Xbox or whatever. So, yeah, it, it definitely, you're right. You're 100% right. I think um, when you are someone that just looks forward, uh, there are people who like to dwell on the past. There are people who reflect on the past mm. and and enjoy those sort of things. So definitely over the last couple of years, I've also learned that I have to respect, you know, other people's way of living and then embrace that, mm. you know, because it's also got benefits um, for what they bring. Um, you know, everyone's a beautiful person, you know, a beautiful mind and really started to appreciate people for who they are. Everyone's got a story. Everyone's got challenges. Uh, we all have vices. We all try and cover up things. Um, so I think, you know, when you when you truly do then start to just sit back and listen and understand, uh, and it's probably, it's definitely a big part of what we do on a daily basis. Um, you know, the way we interact with, you know, straight up digital, our business partners. I know you guys must be exhausted when I leave here after a one-hour meeting. <laughs> but I also then spend a lot of time, you know, listening to the advice, you know, Chris and I have good good chats in the morning before we do our podcast and it's good just to sit back and, you know, I know he loves um a lot of um, energy and thinking yeah, and, and all that. So it's sort of good, you know, to get in a room to people like him and actually just sit back and listen, um, which is also another – another skill as a salesman um, that we all we all have here at Clever. And, you know, I know Austin does. It's, it's one thing to go in and just talk, you know, and a lot of sales guys go in just talk, 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 talk. Yeah. And then they'll leave. But they've, they've missed the opportunity of actually listening, mm. um, of actually understanding what the customer wants. And it's not that uncommon, you know, like being a rep out on the road for many years you go into stores and you just hear other reps come in and they just have not stopped. Oh, it's terrible. And I'm sit, I sit back and sort of think, did they even hear what the customer just <laughs> asked them? Like they've completely wasted that one hour coming in because they've missed the message. Mm -hmm. And I've also had people that work for me that do exactly the same. Mm -hmm. And it's like you just don't get it. Well, it's the old two ears, one mouth, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. I've always viewed listening as being the most important skill set. Mm. You know, you got to – and knowing when to talk. Mm. Some people talk – I think most – and I think sales is the best uh, industry to sort of use this for. Yeah. I think most salespeople talk because they're insecure, because they Ooh. don't have the knowledge, because they, they're trying to mask something that they aren't. Overcompensate. Yeah, they're overcompensating. That's what I found. So I found that mm. the best salespeople shut up, mm. right, and they provide solutions yep. instead of, you know, asking more questions that they really can't answer, mm. right? Mm. But they, if you, they think that if they talk a lot, then – which is ironic because we're on a podcast and all we do is bloody talk, right? But <laughs> but we're not really selling, are we? I'll, no, I'll we're not. Anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, uh, but so I think that you know I, I agree. I think listening's the, the way more important skill. Oh, it is, and yeah. it, it it's a skill that you know definitely over the years I've I've learnt and actually enjoy. Yeah. Um, and you know part of it, you know, talking to Jake on the, the last podcast, you know, a lot of sort of what he said um, was based around that, um, 
you know, so being able to listen, um, oh, solutions, that's that's the point he was sort of making, yeah. you know, yeah. being solution focused. The only way you're going to come up with solutions if you hear the problem. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, selling is part of solving problems. Yeah. You know, the problem is they need a good product or they need good service or they need it delivered on time or they need something. Yeah. Mm. And if we can listen and we can provide and we can be honest in what we're doing and deliver that message, it doesn't matter how much we talk. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, talk is cheap, you know. Yeah. Pulling out all the sayings today, but, you know, when you put them all together, mm. they are. You know, yeah. you can promise the world and deliver yep. nothing. Yep. Um, yeah, and it's not what we're about here at Clever. Yeah, for sure. It's not what we allow. It's not we, you know, and I know, you know, even Austin, the whole team, we hold all, we all hold each other accountable. Um, the admin staff are pulling up, you know, everyone as much as the sales reps are pulling up the customers and, hey, this is what we can achieve. Um, and it's what we do well. It's what, it's a clever way. Absolutely. So Austin, uh, coming from coming from a background that isn't flooring and mm-hmm. now being two and a half years into your your time here with Clever Choice, mm-hmm. what are give us three important points to do with the product that you that's your pitch, you know that that you go in and you say, well, this is what sets Clever apart with our product. You've got three things. I'm sure you've got more, but what sets us apart? 2023, starting from this start point. I'll use the same word twice there, but I just did. Clever choice, I explained to my customers that we're going to be reinventing ourselves. Now, obviously, there's some sales, um, you know, 10% sales exaggeration in that point, but it is very much true um, that from a product person, you know, product manager, international buyer, yada, yada, the holy grail for product people and sales, because we, we go hand in hand, um, that we want first to market opportunities. If you can get a first to market from our product guys and be able to have the sales team push it out to market, that's about as good as it gets. This year, we have a very substantial category uh, just starting to go out now, uh, as in from a, about two weeks ago, uh, which is a first to market opportunity. Um, so anything from a, from a product point of view, or even a, a customer, a, a store manager's point of view, having a vendor with a first to market opportunity, that that ticks. Well, that would tick a lot of boxes for me being a business owner. I'm obviously talking as a business owner, not a salesperson, but. That, that is a big, big thing. If a company can pull that off, that's someone that you should be talking to and keeping reasonably close to see what other um, options are coming, uh, are coming through the pipeline. I always used to say when I was running product that if a vendor, uh, typically, you know, in mainland China, the only thing they could offer was a cheaper price, I'd walk the other way. I wouldn't call them again. I would go find someone else. Anyone can sell on price. We don't want to sell on price. True. Um, you want a, a, you know, you want a, a ten dollar car. You could probably go find a ten dollar car, but you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna expect much, right? Um, that we want more support. We want quality. We want service. We want to feel 
respected and supported and encouraged and and have helped to grow our own businesses get inside information again i open my mouth and all this stuff just comes out all over the table right uh, but to get back to the point dribble most people call it pardon me? <laughs> <laughs> i said dribble most people Is call it, it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know now's now's the per- now's the perfect time to plug the new hybrid shield that oh, you're just right. talking yeah, the, about. Oh, I remember that shield thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but, the, the, the first-to-market thing is, is a massive thing. Um, but another, another, another strength that we have and what what's, makes us appealing is I think what you've already alluded to before, it's, it's, it's the follow-through. If you have a rep coming in to your store, um, First off, I would think if I had just met me for the first time and I was a store owner, I'd want to know why. So you're from Clever Choice, are you, Austin? Mm, okay, that, that's great. Um, nice to meet you. Uh, why are you so clever? Tell me tell me a couple of things why Clever Choice is so clever. It's being able to add value, um, tangible things, things that can action and get results. And it's not just by walking in, polishing a few boards, dropping off some brochures, and then disappearing for six months and then coming back the next time with no regard of any continuity between the visits and, and follow up and trying to do some planning and, and yada, yada, and then rocking up and talking about the football for half an hour. You, you're just wasting my time. Like, you know, as a business owner, I would be counting the seconds. The seconds would be, would be ticking by in my brain like the loudest clock you've ever heard. And if I had a rep in front of me for half an hour talking to me about the football, It'd just make me angry. I'd just say, leave, don't come back. It's just, you're just annoying me. You're wasting my time. So anyway, so without going down that path, it's adding value. Uh, That's not necessarily a product thing, but um, that in itself adds value as well, much like a product would. Um, But the other, I suppose, a a third thing, if I could just just push on with it, it's the the breadth of our offering, of our our product mix, I suppose you can call it. you know, you can chuck out some words like good, better, best um, or, you know, attach rate, accessories, um, you know, average basket of goods, you know, except slightly higher margins than, than other brands um, that could easily segue into quick quick um, delivery with our new warehouses or down the East Coast. Um, One-stop so yes. shop. Yeah. First to market opportunities, adding value, which kind of is connected with product, but services that can be product too and then the the overall um one-stop shop um we have all the solutions where i've actually started a trend if i could just not draw a long bow but this is a real bona fide example and i won't even mention stores um we're on a trajectory at the moment where a few stores in some key areas are, are only having clever choice fit out the store maybe together with one other vendor uh, we're essentially fitting out entire stores with our products. Imagine going into Woolworths or JB Hi-Fi and seeing nothing but Sony. Um, mind you, having you know twenty different categories, but you would think Sony would be a pretty good brand or have a pretty good range or a pretty good support, pretty good something, <laughs> anything. If that was the case, um, so yeah, when stores uh, come through and ask just to be fitted out with Clever. Uh, which is something which is continuing to we're, we're continuing to see in 2023. You, you know you're doing something right. I don't care who you are. We're, something's working. Um, so yeah, it's a, cre- a credit obviously to our support 
our whole team, uh, reps, uh, in making our customers feel comfortable that they can be promoting and pushing the clever brand uh, within our within within our category. It's probably not even the salespeople, Michael. Uh, with that, you're you're right. It's the delivery. It's the support when they call office to ask questions, place orders. You know, that's probably three quarters of, of the whole process. We're just the front facing guys who we, we line 100%. things up and get ready to shoot. But there is a bigger machine behind us. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And then the quality product that really the end customer gets benefit out of. You know, we're that just delivering. We're just yep. delivering the product. So. Um, and yeah. and really, wash your mouth out, wash um, Austin. Just because <laughs> you don't like talking about footy for half an hour a day, doesn't mean the rest of us don't. Can't we talk about basketball or some some <laughs> half interesting? Well, actually, this this is a good this is a good place to go. So, mate, your spare time. Mm. What, what feels your spare time? Doesn't sound like you have a hell of a lot. You said you went camping over the break, but yeah. Now, what what are your hobbies and what do you do in your spare time? Geez, well, barbecuing is still a thing. Actually, my, my barbecuing skills are getting better and better, even though I've, I've packed in American Barbecue Australia. I did some ribs yesterday. I cooked two racks of ribs on the um, offset smoker out the back here at my parents' Oof. my parents' place. Oh, I would um, love to have been A lot there. of barbecuing for the family. Yeah, Ian, Ian Goose would, would, uh, would get a thumbs up. He's from Texas. Um, mate, I'm a bit of an outdoors guy, going down to the beach with the, with the family, you know, bushwalks and things. I like... Um, uh, taking care of my house, doing um, maintenance and, you know, changing tap washers and fixing leaking roofs and stuff. Sports, I, love, I still love basketball, play soccer with my kids, try and be as active as I can, not that I need to with all the um, activity we get driving around town. Mate, I'm a bit of a mixed bag, really. Um, yeah, um, I, just, I just like being active. I get bored easily, as Michael said before, just sitting down watching TV. I'll give that about 10 minutes and then I'm up again trying to find something more entertaining to do. I, I can't sit still. I just can't sit still. That's mm. not a bad thing. No. No, yeah, no. The, the, the house is pretty spit spot and well-maintained and gardens and, <laughs> and all that type of deal. And the old clever choice man gets more washing than the family car does. Uh, actually, just washed, washed it yesterday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Uh, that's another thing too. You know, when you go to business uh, job interviews, and you know those sharp operators out there will start asking where you parked your car, so they can go check out what kind of car you drive and how well you maintain it. That's just another little secret thing that I do. I take, I must wash my van almost every week with the best products that I can find, and make it a thing to park right out the front of my customer's store, so they can see this gleaming white, you know, new van decked out with absolutely one to two of everything that we have again it's just another it's just another piece of the puzzle that that, that we do mm. anyway he's a brand I, I, I digress there a little seems bit seems to be mm. he loves it mm. and we all love it and i guess mm. that, that is also another point is that the reps rock up with a fully loaded van you know we're talking timber floors we're not talking you know couple of grams of um product oh, we're talking tons of products mm. yeah. um so it's something else that we probably do a little bit unique is each rep has the product to service the stores we don't just go in tick off some boxes and we'll do it later um that whole thing of one having a nice polished clean van um and that's our workstation you know driving around in our vehicles so it's good to hear that our staff are proud of their vehicle but secondly for the customers 
they need brochures or we're, we're there um, to service that that shop. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's definitely a good um, good point you raise there, Austin. Is that mm, small um, things? One being proud of our vehicle and our brand. Um, mm. I don't think a lot of people are. I think um, no, you know you see a, a lot of work vans and things like running around. They're beat it up and mm. not washed, and there's no, no pride. samples. Mm. So, well, I think I think that's a good place to leave it, Austin. I think we've learned a lot about uh, the the man from New South Wales. Yes, the, cle- the clever choice New South Wales arm, and uh, and the, the clever bum. Yeah, the cl- at your service. Uh, can we, call me. <laughs> you called. You rang. Uh, <laughs> mate, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you a little bit more, and uh, we look forward to to chatting to you again in the not pleasure. so distant future. So, Michael, I reckon that's about it for for this episode. What do you think? Yeah, mate. Thanks, Austin. Thanks for your time this morning. As always, it's good for everyone to hear uh, just a general day in in a chat of a clever choice stuff. We've got some good guests. Well, not that this wasn't a good guest, but we've got some we've got some good guests booked in uh, in the next couple of months, which is exciting. You've been working hard. Yeah, yeah. We've uh, lined up uh, an architect. Uh, we've got some colour design consultants. Uh, we've got some of our, our other business partners coming on board. So, yeah, I think we're already booked up for the next eight weeks. So yep. it's, it's great, great that, we're reaching out to the flooring community, um, talking about the industry, mixing it up. You know, we've had last year uh, Randy from ATFA. Uh, we've had Jake from you know One Global Logistics, uh, Pancare, Doug Hawkins. I, we had such a great mix last yeah, year in did. 2022 um, and good start for 2023. Absolutely. Thanks again, Austin. Appreciate your time. You get stuck into it. Work. Thanks very much. Okay. And that's it. And that's it from us. And we'll see you again in two weeks. Bye Bye for now. now. Thanks for listening to The Underlay. If you want to hear more, follow us on all good podcast platforms.